Welcome everybody to another edition of the 30 to 1 MLB Countdown Previews 2023 version brought to you by the Passball Show and John Pielli. I'm here today to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays, but before that, just a little reminder about what we do here with the 30 to 1 MLB Countdown Previews. It's something that I've done for the past 12 years. I look at the Las Vegas over-unders, and within that, I come up with a win total for each one of the 30 MLB teams, and then I rank them 1 through 30, 1 be, being the team that's going to have the most wins, the 30th team will be the team with the least amount of wins, and then I use um, my previews, I do previews, and I do it, and I count down with the team with the worst record first. Today, like I said, Toronto Blue Jays last year finished at 92-70, and 70, made it to the postseason. Um, listen. I think they made a, a managerial change, which ended up working out for them. One of the things that stand out stands out to me about the Blue Jays is I don't really love the trade of Teoscar Hernandez to the Seattle Mariners. I think this is a player that was very good for them last year. I thought um, he adds a certain element to their lineup. Now, they had an aggressive offseason. They made the trade for Dalton Varjo from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, Chris Bassett as a number four starter. I can't really look at too many teams that have a better fourth starter than that. So overall, you know, if you're looking at, hey, did they have a good offseason? Did they have a bad offseason? I think that I would lean towards them having a good offseason. You know, you think of the Blue Jays are trying to get back to the prominence when they won the back-to-back World Series championships in 1992 and 1993. Um, I, I certainly think that they're up there, and they certainly could be considered... A, a favorite or part of the favorite when it comes to winning the American League East this year. Now, Alex Manoa, Kevin Gosman, Jose Barrios, to me, if they're all clicking on all cylinders and Manoa really took over as the ace last year, uh, then, you know, their, their starting pitching is going to be as good as anybody's. Now, you know, you look at their lineup and do I believe that their lineup is better or worse? Than it was last year. Like I said, Teoscar Hernandez, a 30 home run hitter in the middle of the order, uh, in a game that's very big on power. You know, I like I like the thought of him in there better. But they made the trade at the trading deadline last year to get Whit Merrifield. They signed Brandon Belt. They signed Kevin Kiermeyer is going to help them defensively. And of course, of course, Varsho, who really came into his own last year with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they got Sergio Espinal, who was an all-star last year as a utility player, kind of doing the same thing. You got him and Merrifield who could kind of bounce all over a little bit. Kevin Biggio, you got two good catchers, and I believe two of the top 10 or top 12 or top 14 catchers in all Major League Baseball in Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk, two guys that can hit, and you could also use them as designated hitters as well. And Belt who play a little first base. Maybe you get a chance for your all-world slugger and Vlad Guerrero Jr. to get a little bit of a chance to DH. And I I do believe that John Schneider is going to be able to move the pieces around a little bit, play different players in different positions. Um, I think one player that's going to be pretty steady in the place that he's at, in fact, your entire left side of the infield should be doing what they did last year, play 155 and 159 games respectively, which is what Matt Chapman and Bo Bichette did. You know, very good defense from that side. They're going to hit, 
you know, between 20 and 30 home runs. Bichette had almost 200 hits last year. You know, you're looking at probably, as long as they can stay healthy, uh, a lot of consistency on that side of the diamond. George Springer moves over from center field to right field, which did um, premeditate the Teoscar Hernandez trade, which for that I understand. Um, Kiermaier in center field, listen, from an offensive standpoint, you got to understand that the player is very limited. Um, his defensive metrics, just like any brand new car, over the course of years are going to depreciate a little bit. So I don't know if Kevin Kiermeyer is going to be able to give you the elite type of defense in 2023 that he gave you in 2018 and 2019 and 2017. Unfortunately, as a center fielder, you only get worse year after year. Ask some of the greatest to ever do it. Ask Ken Griffey Jr. Ask Mickey Mantle. Two guys that were thought to be some of the best at their position. Mike Trout, at some point, is going to move off the center field. Even Andrew Jones who people are clamoring for to get in the Baseball Hall of Fame, at some point had to move out of center field because he couldn't catch the ball like he did when he was 19 years old. Um, an older Kevin Kiermaier, I don't know if it's necessarily the best fit there. Now, he's got the experience in the American League East Division. He knows the, the other teams there. I think he's a consummate professional. He's probably a good leader, but... From an offensive standpoint, I think you take a step back with Kiermaier playing every day as opposed to Teoscar Hernandez. Now, I mentioned the starting rotation. I don't think it would get any better. Yasiel Kikuchi is going to get probably the first chance to be the fifth starter there. Uh, Hunjin Ryu, hopefully at some point, comes back from Tommy John surgery. And then they got a lot of options in their bullpen. Jordan Romano is going to be their closer. Anthony Bass. Came over last year along with Yimmy Garcia from the Miami Marlins. Eric Swanson came over uh, from Seattle in the trade of, of Hernandez. Adam Simber was good. Tim Meza was good. Chad Green brought over from the Yankees. He's going to miss a lot of time this year. He might not pitch at all. But if he does, it's a, a great addition to get later on in the season. Zach Pop, another former Marlin. So they got a lot of options in their bullpen. Yeah, if you look at this team really from A to Z, I think they could go out there and win a World Series championship. I really do believe that. I think they're right up there with the Yankees, and you know they're probably a break or two away from being able to win the American League East Division. I look at their prospects as far as players that I think could impact them this year. Um, Ricky Tiedemann is their number one prospect, a left-hand pitcher. Was pitching mostly in the low levels of the minor leagues last year. 2021 third-round draft pick. It had 117 Ks in less than 79 innings. Um, he could be kind of a, a, a guy on, a, on a, a quick path if he if he pitches well. Certainly can help them as a lefty reliever down the stretch. Uh, Aurelvis Martinez is a shortstop third baseman that has hit 58 home runs over the past two seasons. A little bit of a downside, hit just 203 in the minor leagues. But the power is certainly there. And if you're looking to maybe add a little bit to the lineup, certainly he could be somebody that could help. Addison Barger, an infielder um, last year, was hit, hit 308 with a 933 OPS, 26 home runs. Drove in 91 runs. He's another guy to look at. But once again, you got a lot of guys that can play second base. Merrifield, Espinal, uh, Biggio. 
a lot of options in regards to guys that could play in the middle infield, but certainly anything that they can add to their offense is going to be able to help. I like the thought of Addison Barger or even Aurelvis Martinez if he could get his average up a little bit. But once again, 2023 baseball, nobody gives a shit about a batting average. So if he could go out there and hit bombs, then uh, I, I could see him helping them at the major league level. I, listen, I like the Blue Jays. I'd, I'd like to see them make another deep run into the playoffs. You know, they did that over, what, the, the 15 and 16 seasons. Um, Going to be able to score some runs with Guerrero and Bichette in the middle of the order. I like the thought of Merrifield and Varsho as table setters. If those guys are batting 1-2 or 9-1 in some way, shape, or form, I like their, their ability to get on base in front of guys like Bichette and Guerrero, especially with the new stolen base rules, pitchers not being able to step off. You can only throw over twice. Bigger bases. I think that's all. That'll all add to hopefully some more stolen bases. And guys like Merrifield and Varsha should really be able to do that. Overall, my outlook. Listen, I think the Blue Jays can win 90 games. If you followed my previews, really from this, from any point up to here, you know that I've been down on the total amount of wins in Major League Baseball. So some a team that's winning 90 games means they get a pretty strong endorsement for me. I think they'll have the eighth most wins in Major League Baseball. I think they'll finish just behind the New York Yankees in the American League East. But uh, obviously anything can happen in the postseason. And I expect them to advance pretty deeply in that time. If you're interested in any of my other 30-to-1 MLB Countdown previews brought to you by Passball Show and JohnPielli.com, you can check me out on Spotify. Apple Music, Amazon Music, of course, videos on YouTube. Till next time, God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side.